Learning daf vavam and beis, we're picking up at the bottom of vavam and alef. Amar mar, three lines from the bottom. So it's going back on the brisa. The brisa said that there's four rishiyos and Shabbos. The first one is rishos yachid, and what's rishos yachid? A charitz uh, pit, a hole in the ground, ten tefachim deep and four by four tefachim wide, or a gather that's uh, ten tefachim tall and four by four wide. So amar mar. Now at the brisa it says. Zohi Rishus Hayachid Gemura. This is a complete Rishus Hayachid. I'm our Zui Rishus Hayachid. So when he says Zui Rishus Hayachid, this is the Rishus Hayachid. The Imutei Mai. What's he coming to exclude? Uh, you say this is Rishus Hayachid. It sounds like you're coming to exclude something else. Yeah, Limutei Had Rabbi Yehuda. He's coming to exclude that which Rabbi Yehuda considers Rishus Hayachid, and he's saying it's not Rishus Hayachid. The Tanya says in the Raisa, Yes, or Al Kain. More than that. So whatever, the Bryce was speaking about something else that Rabbi Yehuda considered a Rishos Yachid, and it says, and even more than that, Amr Rabbi Yehuda, Mishayesh Lobeiz Batim. A person has two homes, Bishnei Tzidei Rishos Rabbim, on two sides of the Rishos Rabbim, two sides of the street. Being on opposite sides of the street, he has a home. So each home has a wall. That means either side of the street has a wall, there's two walls. Oselechi Mikan Velechi Mikan. The person can put a lechi. A lechi is a a post, a post ten tvachim tal. Doesn't really matter how wide it is. He puts one lechi on one side of one of the houses and another lechi on the other side of the house. Or he puts a beam across from one house to the other house at uh, at one end, and then a koramikan, meaning another beam from one house to the other house at the other end. And that's all. So then he's allowed to carry, he's allowed to be metaltel in the middle. Meaning, according to Behuda, you have two walls on either side of the street. That's considered a Rishusayachid. You do need to put a post on either side or a beam across on either side. To Rashi said it's just to make a hecker. But in any event, that's enough. Two mechitzas really is what you need to make Rishos Yachid. Armulos of the Rabban and said to you to know, Ein ma'arvin Rishos Rabban mekach. You can't make an Erev for Rishos Rabban like that, meaning that doesn't enclose Rishos Yachid to, to consider it to be a Rishos Yachid. So when the Bryce says Zuhi, it means this, where you have four Mechitzas, that's Rishos Yachid. Lafuke Rabbi Yehuda's case, where you only have two Mechitzas. Vamai Karoli Gumura. Now why do they call it Gumura? They said, Zohi Rishos Yachid Gumura. This is a complete Rishos Yachid. What's that word, Gemura? Because I might have thought, When did the Rabbanan argue on Rabbi Yehuda that this area between the two houses on either side of the street is not considered Rishos Yachid? When did they argue? That's regarding the Taltal inside. Meaning the Rabbanan say, Rabbi Yehuda, you cannot carry in between the two houses even when you put a lechimikan and a lechimikan, or a karamikan and a karamikan. You cannot, al yidei that, carry inside. That's not going to make it a rishos within which you can carry. Aval Israel, but to throw something from the real rishos into there, mostly, maybe they would agree. Meaning, maybe they would agree that when you have two walls on either side of rishos that makes it a rishos Just not lakula, that you can carry within those two walls, but at least L'chumrah, that you can't carry something from outside of there into there. 
Kamash Balan, so that's what he's saying now. Only when it's completely surrounded, at least on three sides, maybe the four sides, but not on two sides. When it's surrounded only on two sides, like a Yehuda, that's nothing. That's not considered Rishus Rabbim altogether. According to the Rabbanan, there's no Isser to carry something, to throw something from a proper Rishus Rabbim into the area between the two walls, or in this case, the area between the two homes. Omar Mar, then we said in the Brisa, Zuli Rishus Rabbim, that this is the Rishus Rabbim. Meaning the Brisa and Am Aleph identified Rishus Rabbim as a street, a main street, or a main uh, square, a city square, a marketplace, or the Mavim of Fulish, the, the side street that runs between two streets and connects them. So it says that that's Rishus Rabbim. Limuti Mai, what's that excluding? Meaning what's not considered Rishus Rabbim? Limuti Irich Rabbi Yehuda. It's to exclude something else that Rabbi Yehuda said. The Tan says in the Mishnah Erevin, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Yehuda says, now, what's he talking about? He's talking about something called Pase Biraos. Pase Biraos means the um, uh, little posts that are around the bar. Rashi explains, the Chachami made a special hetter for the people that were at Lulagel. They needed to drink water on the way, so if they were camping on Shabbos, how could you draw water? Sometimes the well itself is ten fachim deep, and it's four by four fachim, so it's considered rishus yachid. And you have to draw water out of there because then you're doing hotzaf rishus yachid into rishus rabbin. So they said you can put four diumadim, and the umad is uh, is an L-shaped mechitza, and you put it in the four corners outside or around this uh, this bar. And as long as there's let's say less than ten amos in between them. So the space within them will be considered like Rishas Yachid. And then you can draw water from the bar into the space within these diumada, these what we call Pase Biraos. So Yehuda says, And if there was a way, a way, a road of the Rishas Rabbim interrupting them, meaning if it happens to be that this bar is in the middle of the street where the public, where the people walk through, and it's literally passing through its mafsik, it's interrupting, meaning it's interfering, it's going right through within the mechitzos, so then you you have to throw it off to the side, meaning you have to detour the rabbin. As long as you want these mechitzos, these pasibiros, to allow you to, to draw water from the bar, you have to keep the rabbin out of there. You put up a sign that the rabbin, when they come to the pasibiros, they have to go around, they can't walk through. Because if they walk through... Then we see, the rabbin will come and will be say, no, no problem. You don't have to do that. The rabbin will hold. You don't say, So that's what we're saying uh, in the Brisa that when you're talking about a street, uh, a marketplace, or a mavim of foolish, so that's considered just rabbin. These passing rows, even when the, the rabbin is passing through, that's not considered rishus rabbin. Fine. Now, here also it says that it's Rishus Rabbim Gemura. So why does it say here Rishus Rabbim Gemura? What's that telling us? There's no Chiddush in that here. So why says, you're right, I did it on the Rishus Gemura, Tana Nami Seifa Gemura. Because it says in the Rishus Gemura, so it said it in the Seifa also, to be symmetrical. But really in the Seifa, it's not necessary. Okay, now the Gemara wonders one more thing, Velishav Nami Midbar. Why doesn't the Brisa also consider a Midbar? The Brisa says that Rishus Rabbim would be a sratya or a platya or a mavi mafulash. Why don't you say 
that in Midbar is also Rishos Rabim. The Tanikas is the Raisa that says that. The Raisa says, easily Rishos Rabim. What's considered the Rishos Rabim? Asaratya, a main street. Uplatya, a marketplace, a main city square. Gedola, right, a big one. Umavala, some Ifulashin, and streets that are Mephulash that run through from one street to another street. Vam Midbar. And a Midbar was also considered Rishos Rabim. Why doesn't the Raisa say the Midbar? Amr Baya, 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 it's not fair. It depends. A Midbar is not always Rishos Rabim. Here, where it says that a midbar is considered a shazrab, and that's at a time, at the time when Klai Yisrael was uh, residing in the midbar, right? When Klai Yisrael were in the midbar for 40 years, so then the midbar was considered a shazrab. All of Klai Yisrael, 600,000 people, millions of people were there. Khan, the Bryce and Aleph, is talking with Manazet. Today, there's nobody in the midbar. If there's nobody in the midbar, it's not considered to be a shazrab. Now, we said in the Brayz and Amin Aleph, "Im hoisi v'ichnis." If you did outside, you did achnasa. B'shoi geig, you're chayav achatas. B'meid, you did it on purpose. You're anush karis. You're punished with karis. B'niskalan, you're going to get skila if it's hasra and v'tedim. So the Gemara asks, "B'shoi geig chayav achatas." That which the Brayz says that if you did it, b'shoi geig, you're chayav achatas. Pshita, isn't that pasha? We know that uh, that on Shabbos you're chayav karis, and if you do it b'shoi geig, you're chayav achatas. Why does the Brayz need to say this? So the Brayz says, "You're right." B'meid, you're anush karis. B'niskalan, v'tedim. What the Raisa was needed to tell us is that if you did it b'meizid, you get kares and you get skila. That was the chiddush of the Raisa. So the Raisa, what do you mean? Hanami pshit. It's also pashit. There's pesukim that say that. So just like you don't need to tell me that if you did it b'shoyig, you're going to be chayiv achatas. You don't need to tell me that if you did it b'meizid, you're going to be chayiv kares or uh, or skila. So the Raisa says no. Hakamashlan he's coming to tell us a chiddush. Kedir Rav like Rav. What's that? Dama Rav. Rav says. Matsasi Megillah Starim Bey Rabbi Chia. I found a Megillah Starim. That means uh, a hidden scroll in the base Medrash of Rabbi Chia. Rashi explains that in the olden days before they wrote down the Mishnah, so things weren't uh, supposed to be written down. Tarsh Baal was supposed to be Baal But sometimes you heard a Chiddush, uh, something obscure, something unknown, so you write it down and you just sort of hide it. So I found one of these hidden Megillahs. The Kasuba and it said in there, Isi ben Yehuda Aimer. Isi ben Yehuda said the following thing. Avaiz Mulachais Arabaim Chasrachas. Right? There's 40 minus 1, meaning 39 Avaiz Mulachos. Venu Chayiv Alachas. And you're only Chayiv 1. And what does that mean? There's four, there's 39 Mulachas and you're only Chayiv 1. Aini is that true? But then the Mishnah says later on, Anaf Aingimel, Avaiz Mulachais Arabaim Chasrachas. Right? There's 40, there's 39 Mulachos. Tavinimba. And there we ask, why does the Tana need to give a number? Meaning the Tana says there's Molachos, and then he lists 39 Molachos. So I can count. If he lists 39 Molachos, I know there's 39. Why does he need to say there's 40 minus 1 Molachos? And then he lists them all. So why is he telling us the number? You know why the Tana says 39 Molachos? He's telling you, If you did them all in one helm, in one uh, absent-mindedness, Meaning, let's say you forgot it was Shabbos, and you actually did all of the Molachas that are mentioned in the Mishnah, all 39 Molachas, Yechayev al-Kolachas, Rachas, Yechayev for each one. Rashi says, there's another Chiddush that you're not going to be Chayev more than that. Yeah, you're not Chayev for the Taldas. You're only Chayev for the 39 general Avos Molachos, one for each Molacha, and that's the maximum that you could be Chayev. Al-Kolpanim, it says there that if you do all the Molachas, you're going to be Chayev 39 Chataos. So how could Isi ben Yudah say... And if you do them all, you're only chayev one. He's not chedek on that mishnah. So, um, so Elaim must rather say 
that Isi ben Yehuda is talking about Mezid. He's talking about not when he did it b'shogeg and he'll be chayiv 39 malachas then. Rather, if he did it b'mezid, enol chayiv al achas ben. You're not going to be chayiv for one of them. Meaning there's 39 malachas. And for each one, you could be chayiv skila if you did it b'mezid and it was edim and asra. But you're not going to be chayiv skila for one of them. Vakamashon, so now he's coming to tell me, meaning, so now that I know from Isi ben Yehuda that one of the malachas you're not going to be chayiv skila for, but I don't know which one, so then, when uh, the Bryce says in Amun Aleph, that if you're Moisir, if you're Machnis, so if you did a Moisir, you're going to be Chayiv, Karis, and Skila, so he's coming to tell us, that this, meaning Hotza and Achnasa, is from those that there's no Safik about. That's not one of the things that you're going to be Padre. You're for sure going to be Chayiv, Skila. So I now know that there's 39 Malachos, and on one of them, you're not going to be Chayev Skila, but this Hotza is not one of those. Then you will be Chayev Skila if you did it Vimezid. Oh my my. Then we also said in Avoyam, Ubika, but the ocean and uh, you know, a lake. Abika is an area of fields, Vaistavanis, and the sitting area to the side of the street. Vakarmalis, Enon, Laikir Shazyachid, Vlokir Shazyachid. These areas are not considered Shazyachid, nor are they considered Shazyachid. The asks, Ubika. Eina, what do you mean? An abika, a field where you have lots of fields together. Eina, you like your shesayachid, you like your shesayachid. It's not like your shesayachid or like your shesayachid, but there's a Mishnah. And the Mishnah says, Habika, this bika, this area of fields, Yamaisa Chama, it's considered shesayachid. In the summer, it's considered shesayachid the Shabbos. Meaning, regarding Hotzan Shabbos, it's considered shesayachid. Now, what's the significance of the summer? In the summer, nothing's growing there. So, People would pass through, but not so many people. How many people pass through a bika fields? Not so many people pass through there. It's not a street. It's not a main thoroughfare. So that amount of people is not going to make it a rishas harabim. It's rishas yachid, rishas harabim Tuma. but it's going to be considered rishas harabim for tumah. There's a lacha that says suffik tumah rishas harabim is tar. We go to kula. If a suffik, if you touch tumah or not, rishas harabim, so you're tar. What's the definition of rishas harabim? It's not the same. As the definition of Rishas Rabbim for Shabbos. For Shabbos, Rishas Rabbim means, you know, that there's no mechitzas and there's lots of people there. Here, Rishas Rabbim for Tumah means that there's at least three people there. If there's at least three people there, it's considered Rishas Rabbim. That's because we learned it from Saita. By Saita, it says if you have a Safek, if the woman was Nitma, meaning she became a Surah, so we're Machmir. That's Rishas Yachi. That's when there's two people there. There's a woman and a man. When there's two people, so then we have a safek when there's three people, there's no yichud, that's considered Rosh Hasarabim, and then we go Lukula. So we learn from there that we have a safek, if you touch Tum and Rosh Hasarabim, you're tar, what does it mean Rosh Hasarabim? There's three people there. So this bika in the summer, people go there. It's a place where you'll have three people, and therefore will be mekel. But in the rainy season, when things are growing there, so then it's Rosh Hasarabim for both, meaning not only for Shabbos, is it Rosh Hasarabim, even for Tumah, because in the winter, when things are growing, nobody walks there, and therefore it's a place where you can be secluded, and therefore if you have a safik, if you touch the Tumah, you're not, so we go le Chumrah. So anyway, here it says that a Bikkah is considered a Yachid for Shabbos. For Shabbos, it's always a Yachid. Like Abi Tumah, it depends if it's the summer or the winter, but for Shabbos, it's always a Yachid. So how could we say in the Braisa that a Bikkah is considered a Karmelis? Samarullah. Ula says, really, really it's a karmelis, like it says in the Bryce and Amin Aleph. So why here is it called in the Mishnah Rishas Yachid? 
meaning it's saying it's not Rishis Rabbim, it's Rishis Yachid, but it's not Davka Rishis Yachid, really it's a Karmelis.